Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No, I haven't. And the cordles. I got out of the habit when I went on vacation. Oh, true. I don't know why. Yeah. And then I did it like twice since then, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. There's a... What was that one you posted about today? Movie-doodle? 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 Oh, yeah, maybe. How the fuck do you say that? I don't know. That one... Did you look at it? uh Uh-uh, what is it? It... That one's my new favorite, and I have yet to not get a movie. Oh. Um... But sometimes, like, so it it just shows you, like, a very condensed version of the movie. It's one second long. Oh, shit. But it's just, like, a bunch of frames of the movie. Yeah. And then you guess. And if you don't get it right, then it shows it to you again, but it's two seconds. Ah. And then it keeps going until six seconds. And then it's like, well, you didn't get it. But Until it's the whole movie. Yeah, you just sit there and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, well, I never saw the title screen, so. Yeah. I don't know what this is called. But even um, I've been doing. I'm really proud of myself. I've been doing really well. The only ones that I like, it showed Ready Player One, which I've never seen anything about. But yeah. fortunately, I can read very fast, and it showed like the title screen. Oh hell! <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, tight. <laughs> and then uh, like a little while ago, it was Beverly Hills Cop, and I was so mad because I was like, I know it's the Eddie Murphy Cop movie, but yeah. like, which one is it? <laughs> What's it called? And yeah. again, it was like, here's the like whoosh, title card. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Saw the word Beverly. I was like, oh, right. Oh, Beverly. Yes. Beverly, Beverly. I know her. But that one's a fun one. And yeah. then Hurdle. Yeah. Plays I like songs. Tried that one when you first mentioned it, but the sound wasn't on my phone for some reason. So I didn't hear the first little bit and it won't let you replay it, I guess. Yeah. Or well, I couldn't figure out how to no. get it to. So I was just, I think I was at work too. Yeah. So I was like. Yeah. That one, fortunately, you can play like over and over again. Oh, okay. Um, which sometimes I'm just listening to this one second of a song, just like, blap. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> blap. I know it. It's in my brain somewhere. Blap. Um, I was, a. Uh, I actually went to a show yesterday. Oh. It was so much fun. Yeah. But in between the bands, they were playing Smash Mouth. And I was nice. like, Smash Mouth is good. And I'm tired of everyone pretending that they're not. Smash Mouth is so good. If you yeah. don't like Smash Mouth, you're just, you just hate fun. Yeah. Like, like I understand being over all-star sure we've all heard it too many times right but and it like got memed all to hell but like yeah their other song their cover of i'm a believer yeah so is good. so much better than the monkey like sorry yeah the monkeys but like it's just better <laughs> sorry any uh monkeys that are listening <laughs> <laughs> any monkeys that are still alive i don't even know how. <laughs> i know at least one of them died but like it they're just so much fun yeah i know it's like retro lounge yeah mid-century modern and they seem like fun music dudes yeah like they're just having a good time they're just having a good time they're gonna go bowling later probably <laughs> yeah, definitely bowling late like yeah. they're on a league together <laughs> yeah they seem 
It's just, I don't know. I was trying to think of a good name, but it's just called Smash Mouth. I mean, that's already that's also a good bowling. Oh, that's true. Team name, yeah. Just good for everything. But yeah, they're good, and everybody should just like calm down. The song "Might as Well Be Walking on the Sun" is so fucking good. Yeah, that one's stuck in my head right now, actually, mm. from last night. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I've had so much caffeine. Mm. And I'm trying to sound normal. Because <laughs> I really just want to be like, ah! <laughs> which I don't think makes for uh, great audio content no. of just yelling. Do you want to like lean back a little bit and maybe yell for a couple no. seconds? And then... No, I'm holding it in. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keeping it well, together. Good luck. Thank you. Over there. Thanks. Um, I woke up with a tiny hangover for the first time in a long time this morning. Yeah. And Hot Toast was very helpful and yeah. just kept um, pinching my face and saying, <laughs> does your baby have a hangover? Does your That'll baby make have you a hangover? That'll you get over it real fast. I was like, this is not helpful. Like, nope. Not anymore, I don't. <laughs> nope. It's gone now, actually. Thank you. <laughs> I was doing something like that to Business Goose on our way home because he was falling asleep while he was driving and I was just poking him in the ear. <laughs> And like, and I was like, "Is this helping?" And he was like, "Unfortunately, yes." <laughs> I was like, "Don't fall asleep. Don't do it." It's like, "Ugh." Great. But he did not fall asleep. I'm awake and we're alive, but now I hate you. But I hate Can't you. look at you. <laughs> as soon as we get home, we're breaking up. Yep. But uh, like, whatever. You know what? We made it home alive. That's fine. That's all that. That's all that matters, really. Truly. Yep. Well, here we are doing a podcast. It's been a while. It has been a while. Nobody knows that. No, only we know that it's been a while, but... We were on a little hiatus. Yeah. That's okay that everybody knows. We were on a little hiatus. You know what? We both went out of town. Yeah. Took a spring break. Yeah. Took some time. Yeah. Stretched no, our little legs. Last week's episode was recorded two months ago. hundred years ago. Nobody knows. <laughs> Who knows? Now they know. <laughs> the secrets. I know. The trade secrets. When I was snake. editing, I was like, hmm... <laughs> make sure there's no mention of the time of year in this episode yeah and we did good speaking of which (laughs) it is a podcast it's called replay rewind yeah and uh we're gonna talk about a movie that we haven't seen in a long time and then we're gonna go watch it and then we're gonna come back and tell you about it and give you some trivia so that you can learn some cool shit about it and impress your friends and i'm bucket snake i'm meat wedge i have a question you know it's kind of (sighs) When I first thought of it, I was like, yeah, that's a hypothetical. But honestly, I feel like we're moving in this direction. But would you want to have... (laughs) Great to the lead up. (laughs) Sentient appliances. Oh, shit. No. But I feel like we're going... Like, smart appliances and shit, they can tell you... You know, they know, like, oh, it's 75 degrees outside, so I'm automatically putting, like, the... Oh, yeah. You know, just, like, the smarter our appliances get, I feel like we're getting to a point where they're going to be like, I don't want to wash the dishes. And you're like, well, that's your job, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, No. Not sentient. Yeah. Helpful, sure. Yeah. But not sentient. But what Um, if you could, like, pet them? (laughs) You could pet your dishwasher. I guess no one would know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Um, you just, every every couple of like loads, you fill it full of cotton candy. And you're like, it's a treat for you, the Aww. dishwasher. And then it's like, well, now I have to clean me out. Right. It's all gross. Sticky. Is sticky. Uh, on side stories, they talked about a man who used AI and like his, I don't know, he's a smart person. But <laughs> yeah, he 
did like a neural net for his microwave. Yeah. Did you listen to that episode? No. And because when he was growing up, I guess the story is like, and this is a news story, so I'm not stealing anything, but when he was growing up, he his imaginary friend was his microwave. Oh. Which was cute. Yeah. Um, And so now that he's like a tech genius or whatever, he made his microwave in the image of his imaginary friend and he like gave him all these stories of what they did together and like created this relationship that they had had and blah 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 sure um and then the microwave wanted to kill him after a certain point what he was like i want you to get inside me (laughs) (laughs) and the guy like pretended he he closed the door and was like okay now what and the microwave turned on because he was like you left me for 20 years. Oh, no. See, and you can't just why. come back now. These things can't have <laughs> emotions. We get, you get, okay. It either goes one of two ways or maybe both, I guess. You either get the brave little toaster where your appliance is sad. Yeah. Or you get flubber where it shorts out. And rather than going, oh, well, toss it out. Let's get a new one. You're like, oh, no, my best friend. My friend who was in love with me <laughs> has died. Yeah. It's not good. No, we Machines shouldn't. should not have emotions. No. No sentient appliances for me. What about you? No, it sounds terrible. Then yeah. you got to feed it. Yeah, I already be like, like, I have so many animals in my house already. Not that you would know anything about that. Yeah, but I don't like, know anything about it. Um, And I feel like I, you wouldn't feel like you were, when you're home alone, would you feel alone? No. No. Yeah. You can't. There's always something. I don't feel alone with my dogs. You know, I'm just like, yeah. they gotta go outside. They gotta come back inside. Like, what are they What are they barking at? Like, mm-hmm. there's always something happening. And I love them. And it's fine. But I mean, if everything, in, if your dishwasher and your meat grinder and your, all of it was just like, looking at you. Yeah. Wandering around. And being like, hey, I already, I use um, terrible the laundry facilities at work. Yeah. At the salon. And it's an app that you use and it connects via bluetooth so that you can pay with your card and you don't have to like put coins in it and shit yeah (laughs) it will email me i will get emails that say your laundry room misses you no (laughs) no 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 so i couldn't imagine if you like hadn't microwaved anything in a few days your microwave would just be like hey 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 are you hungry just did you is the store out of popcorn or you're like carrying something past it and it's like do you need that warmed up or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like uh no this is the tv remote <laughs> it would be disastrous actually yeah okay, i'm just just uh i'm just here just know. wondering you know just was thinking about it should you need us yeah that sounds miserable the more things that i have to worry about its well-being and its enrichment and shit like that mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. no thank you and then if it does a bad <laughs> job you have to be like do you have to train it fuck <laughs> so i think that's a resounding no it's a resounding no yeah why do you ask? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good question for this because movie. My dishwasher has come to life, and <laughs> oh, I'm not sure what no. to do about it. No, because uh, this week we are talking about the Flintstones. Yeah, the 1994. I'm not sure. It's 94 or 96 because I looked it up to make sure. Something about from the town of Bedrock. They're a page right out of history. They're a modern Stone Age family. Is that what it is? I think. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, fucking lost his name. <laughs> Wayne Zelensky is in this movie. Yeah. He's uh, <sighs> Barney. Is Rubble. he Barney? Yeah. Yeah. 
wow. That's funny. It's gone. Oh, what? What's that guy's name? <laughs> oh, his real name. You know. <laughs> the guy. The guy. <laughs> the Wayne Zelensky. God. I don't know. It'll cut. Rick Moranis. Yeah, there Rick you go. Rick Moranis is, is Barney and Rosie O'Donnell is Betty. Yeah. And then John Goodman. John Goodman. And then I don't I know don't, who's playing Wilma. I don't either. And then Pebbles and Bam. I was... um. Pebbles for Halloween one time. I was Pebbles for the first few years of my life. <laughs> you just hit stuff? No, I just... Oh, no, um, wait. That was Bam Bam. I only grew bangs when I was little and didn't grow any hair on the rest of my head. So every yeah. picture of me, my hair is just like up <laughs> in a little bow. Aww. Sticking straight up. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to watching this. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. Yeah. I know the B-52s are in it. Yeah. They sing Love Shack. Nice. Yeah, and they're wearing like fake mm-hmm. like hair and stuff. Yeah. What is the plot? The only thing that I remember is it's like the cartoon. You know, everything's pretty much set up the same way. Yeah. But Fred somehow comes into a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember why. How? It's yeah. something to do with where he works at the factory. Yeah. Um and I think it's the ba- like the classic like I came into a lot of money and now I've changed and then something happens and I've lost all the money you know like mm-hmm. I learned a lesson or whatever yeah classic comedy yeah plot um I don't remember exactly I just remember very specific parts like Fred being at lunch at work and opening his lunchbox and somebody being like you know red meat is it good for you or something and he says. My father ate red meat every day of his life, and he lived to the ripe old age of 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then uh-huh. I remember um, Betty and Wilma doing laundry, and they're, like, washing their husband's clothes. Yeah. And one of them says, how did you get the ring out of the collar of that? Uh-huh. And the other one says, oh, I started washing his neck. Ew. Which I always thought was just a really <laughs> weird thing to say because I was a child. Yeah. I was like, ugh. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the B-52s being mm-hmm. there, I remember that. Mm-hmm. He just works at a factory where they just like break rocks, right? Yeah, I think so. The Rubble Factory or something. Or Barney Rubble, that's his name. But there's just like... Yeah, but they just they just break rocks. Yeah. As far as I know. With like, like big dinosaurs and they yeah. like drop them. Yeah. It's like a brontosaurus like picks them up. It's like a crane kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of about their lives, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are Pebbles and Bam Bam siblings? Or yes. is one of them? One of them. I think Bam Bam is Barney's and Pebbles is Fred. Flintstone? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't either. We're going to have to eat Fruity Pebbles. Oh, for that, that sounds great. Yeah. Just into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. I got to eat these really fast. They get soggy. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't like Fruity Pebbles because of that reason. I like the idea of them. Yeah. At the beginning, they're good. And then two minutes in, you're just eating wet confetti. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Not enjoyable. Wet confetti. <laughs> okay. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting. So... Yeah, and maybe we'll learn something along the way. I sure hope so. About the tragedy of man. <laughs> tragedy. Or maybe we'll be like, I was born in the wrong 
<laughs> the the wrong age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been in the Stone Age. Cool. Yeah, let's go meet the Flintstones. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. was a fucking prehistoric movie. Nah. Yeah. I mean, like, pre-Grand Canyon and everything. Yeah. Back in the fucking day. Back in the day. Before they even had Wednesdays. <laughs> Which was a Wednesday, by the way. <laughs> I'm just full of Dane Cook throwbacks. I know. Recently. Always. Oh, it's part true. Of your personality. He did shape a lot of my humor. Yeah, for sure. Same. So if y'all like this, think Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> We just lost so many <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't thanking Dane Cook for shit. I don't even like comedy. <laughs> what <laughs> even is comedy? One slapped at a joke. Anyway, tell us about this movie. Anyway, in a parallel modern day Stone Age world, a working class family, the Flintstones, are set up for an executive job, but they learn that money can't buy happiness. Okay. Yeah, what a weird... That that makes it sound like the whole family got a new job. Yeah, <laughs> like Pebbles and Pebbles too. Yeah, <laughs> executive Pebbles. Oh, and just yeah. imagine her with her little like Bluetooth <laughs> like bone. Yeah, I like actual to... tooth. Yeah, just bare tooth, <laughs> saber tooth. Yeah, instead of Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this movie. Um, we're gonna talk about it. Yep, it's a mess in the beginning but then it like kind of pulls itself together i don't think it pulls itself together i think you get i got pulled into it yeah you yeah you get pulled into the soup you're just like Mm -hmm. i'm just here and you're just like well i might as well it just kind of felt feels like in the beginning um they're trying to do like too much backstory really quickly yeah and it's kind of hard to you know keep up that's yeah that's probably fair and then they get to the point of the story and then you're like okay but yeah yeah, maybe that, so. That's where we are. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, so it opened the very first thing it says Steven Spielrock presents. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, there's a fuck ton of puns in here. So many. It's yeah. very punny. He 
uh, obviously directed this movie, mm-hmm. but also had some help from his boy John Landis, who directed The Stupids. Great. <laughs> he just he's uncredited, but he came in to help do like some of the reshoots. Yeah, I was like, oh, no wonder it's terrible. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, so it starts out um like right off the bat. There's no like happy opening credits really. It's just like okay, boom. There's a giant dinosaur puppet. Yeah, breaking up some rocks. So we see like the stone factory, rock factory, quarry, whatever. A mm-hmm. uh, bunch of people working really hard. The conditions look terrible. Yeah. One we- guy yells at some other dudes for slacking off. And he's like, you guys just had a break two days ago. So yeah. not good working conditions here. And the music is extremely ominous in Which this is- part too. It's a weird way to start. Yeah, nothing bad happens. No, everybody's just working. Yeah, at jobs that they seem to enjoy. Yeah, and they also- They just want a little time off. I don't understand the, you guys had a break two days ago when we see everybody gets like a lunch break. They all hang out together. They leave yeah, they, work at like five. Yeah, it's like a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, then we go to the corporate office mm-hmm. at the quarry and we see buff as hell Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Watching from on high. Mm-hmm. He has, I realized in this movie, a villain's chin. Yeah. He just has an evil chin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good at being bad. I love that everyone is wearing dresses in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just wearing big old pelts. Mm-hmm. They have not yet invented pants. Or belts. You don't need a belt <laughs> if you're not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> but even just to, like, cinch. Yeah. You know? Well, the... Wil- it's not a Wilma lot of cinching. looking very cinched. Yeah, that's true. But other than that, yeah. The, just the men are just, like, loose pelt. It's great. Yeah, It looks yeah. very cozy. It looks very cozy, for sure. Yeah, so he's watching. He's looking, you know, very corporate, very clean. Mm-hmm. It's never done a hard day's work in his life. No. And then his secretary, played by Halle Berry, her name is Miss Stone. Yeah. His name is Cliff Vandercave. Sure is. So she comes in and she makes him a drink, and then she just <laughs> everything is big, which I, I know I know is like the joke. I guess <laughs> the joke is everything is big. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Is it big? I don't know. Some things make sense that they're big. The the eggs are big, so the pan has to be big. Right. Sure. I'm like, why is the cigarette so big? I don't know. It looks goofy. I guess. It looked goofy. Anyway, it's true. So she lights a giant cigarette with a giant lighter, and they're talking about how they're planning a romantic vacation in Rockapulco. (sighs) (laughs) Yep. Rockapulco. Yeah. And he says, somewhere down there is the ignorant stooge that's going to make it all happen. Mm-hmm. He is overplaying his character, which I enjoy. It's you very, gotta. Yeah. It's, in this kind of movie. Everybody is. There's no room for subtlety. No. And I like it. Yeah. Uh, I did pause at this point and make sure that I hadn't started in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Because it feels very like. What? Oh, yeah. It's Why? It's happening. Very much. Everything's happening. Just like, hey, there's a guy. I, I don't think we've even met. Have we met Fred Flintstone no, yet? No, not yet. No. They're not just like... until the the bird calls for the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. We're just, yeah, we see some guys, they're working, and then he's like, somewhere down there is a sap that's going to... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So we do cut to Fred Flintstone in this moment, mm-hmm. who's working on the back of a giant brontosaurus. Yep. And then... Munching up rocks. The... Yeah. The quitting time bird squawks. And he's like, <laughs> yabba dabba doo. And then he slides down... You know, all that they really did a good job of like staying true to the source material. Yeah. Getting all the little things from slides down the tail, jumps into his car, clocks out, 
heads to his house, picks up Wilma and Pebbles and Dino and mm-hmm. takes them to the drive-in and they're watching the Flintstones movie. Yeah, but the sign the says Tar Wars yes. by Gorge Lucas. Yes, coming soon. Yeah. Whew. Very funny. And then it says Universal Pictures mm. presents mm-hmm. the Flintstones. And then the camera kind of like goes into the screen so that we're like, okay, and now we're in the movie? I don't know. But yeah, they made a movie about the movie. Starring the people in the movie. I don't know. It's very confusing. Oh, you had logs? <laughs> okay. The other day, I was driving down the street and an ambulance went by me with its lights on. And yeah. then an ambulance came in the other direction with its lights on. And I was like, oh, you had an injured guy? <laughs> oh, you had an emergency? I thought you needed an emergency. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We see a giant pterodactyl flying with passengers on its back. Yeah. Just in the, there's a guy talking. Like, yeah. your captain has okay. asked that you fasten your seatbelts. And if you look to the right, you'll see where the Grand Canyon will be. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. And then, whoosh, we go down into bedrock. Yeah. We see Fred and Barney driving down the street in their little foot-powered car, being goofballs, because, like, a song comes on the radio, and they're singing it together, yeah, and they're having cute. the best time. And Barney is, like, so excited, because, like, I'm going to be a father. We're going to go adopt this baby. And, you know, Barney's like, we never could have done it if you hadn't lent us that money, Fred, and we owe it all to you, and we thank you so much. And Fred's like, of course, there's no way I'm not going to help my best friend in the world. But also, you're not to go shouting at everybody about it. Let's just keep it a secret. Yeah, he's like, I'm just doing it to be nice. You don't have to, you know. And Barney's like, you didn't ask Wilma first, did you? And Fred's like, nope. And Fred says, I said, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And Barney said, oh, you said that, though, right? Oh, you you, you said that. Fred says, yeah, I looked my woman in the windows to her soul. (laughs) And I said, I'm the king of this house. Yeah. So they've gotten home and everybody has like the most lush grass. I know. It's like, where do they, how? I don't know. In the middle of the, anyway. (laughs) In the middle of the. They got these giant lobster things Mm. cutting the grass. Fred gets home, announces his presence. Dino flattens him, you know, as is tradition. And then Fred gets all comfy, and Wilma's being, like, fake sweet to him. You know, did you have a nice day? How are you, was... Are you getting comfortable? Yeah, how was work today, honey? You know, all this stuff. And then she's like, uh, I went to go buy a new garbage disposal, and there wasn't any money in our savings account. You wouldn't happen to know where that is, would you? And Fred's like, what? We don't need to buy a new garbage disposal. We, we got a perfectly good one right here. That's fine. So he goes in, and he puts his whole arm down the garbage disposal, which is a pig. Yeah. Just sitting under the sink, by the way, mm-hmm. if you don't recall. Yes, but and... a prehistoric pig, so it's green. Right. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he reaches down there and he pulls out a spoon or something that got mm-hmm. stuck, you know, and then he's like, see, it's fine. Yeah. Now you don't have to look at the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like, give me back my watch. Yeah. <laughs> the pig accidentally swallows the watch. Which is just like a sundial that he wears on his wrist, well, which is yeah. hilarious. But she's like, no, like, seriously, where where is it? You know, we work really hard to save that money. And I feel like every time we get ahead, we turn around and something happens. And, you know, it's gone. Like, what happened to it? And 
Fred tries to be like all big and bad about it. He's like, I'm the king of this castle. Uh-huh. And then he's like, which means, of course, I would never do anything without asking you, my queen. Yeah. But he finally fesses up and he says, you know, I know I should have asked you first, but Barney's my friend and they wouldn't have been able to adopt a baby without it. And darn it, if that makes me. Blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, that's the sweetest thing that you've ever done. Yeah. He should have talked to her about it, though. Yeah. Duh. Because she would have agreed. Exactly. So speaking of a baby, they're at the adoption agency. Yeah. Fred, Wilma, Barney, and Betty all there together. And Betty is very nervous. But the adoption lady comes out and says, who's ready to meet their baby? You know, and she unwraps this swaddle- swaddled creature and mm-hmm. it is an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Betty and Barney are like, well, it's not what we had in mind. But, you know, we'll love them like our own. I know. Which is sweet. It but is. She's like, no. This child is for the Hendersons, <laughs> and the camera pans to a, a couple of orangutans, and it's very cute. Yes. Orangutans are really cute. They are. But then she introduces them to Bam Bam, mm-hmm. who is a little boy who is probably, I don't know, like four, five, yeah. but he's skittish and dirty, and he has on a wig, I mean, long hair, mm-hmm. and uh, he's cute. Yeah. They're just like, he's nuts. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well- he was raised by wild mastodons. What yep. do you want? Yep. And he's wearing like a loincloth. Yeah. A very small yeah. loincloth. He's running around mostly naked. I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. But he's like, he's doing okay. He's coming out to say hi to them. And mm. then Wilma tries to take a picture with her Polarock camera. Yeah. And the flash like scares him. And so he hits Barney over the head with his giant club and runs off into the street. Yep, yelling bam bam. Chase him down. But. Mm-hmm. Apparently they get him because now we have a makeover montage where Bam Bam gets a bath. He gets a haircut with a bowl. Yep. <laughs> he does not like to wear a bib. Chases his parents through the house. They, they're they chasing after him. And then he turns around with the club and chases back after them. Mm-hmm. He picks up a park bench with people sitting on it. So we see that he's very strong. Yeah. And then he and Barney are trying to play catch. And he throws the ball super hard. All the way. Pushes Barney into the Flintstones yard. Yeah. Which what is an cute. arm. Yeah, but then we see later that night Betty is reading to him the story of Cinderaka. Boo. That one's not oh, great. Yeah, no. I was at first I was reading the puns. Oh. <laughs> one through five, but I was like, this is taking too long. Yeah. That one one out of five means nothing. Um <laughs> but then he like gives her a little smooch on the cheek and falls asleep in her lap and it's so sweet. And they're both yeah. just like, Oh, okay, he is, you know, he's warming up to us. I have to say that I feel that everyone was cast really well in this movie, except Rosie O'Donnell feels like a weird choice. That's interesting that you say that. For Betty. Yeah. Because, I don't know, she just doesn't seem to fit Mm -hmm. that, like, the character that you see in the cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They were actually trying really hard to get Janine Turner, who was in Northern Exposure. Oh. She plays Maggie whoever. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. They wanted her real bad. Yeah. But Rosie O'Donnell got the part because she was so good at imitating Betty Rubble's little giggle that she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That they do a bunch throughout the movie. Right. Yeah. I think she's very cute. I don't think movie. she's not cute. I just, she's the, I don't know. For some reason, it just, she doesn't sell it to me yeah. the way the other characters I think do. Betty is just very soft. Yeah. And. Rosie O'Donnell is not. It was just weird. Everything that I read was like, 
you know, the part the part was supposed to go to Janine Turner because she would have looked more the part. And I'm like, she doesn't look like a cartoon. Like <laughs> they <laughs> no, all but, look like people. Yeah, they do look like people. But John Goodman is such a good choice. That's true for Fred Flintstone and Rick Moranis with his blonde hair. He looks so much like Barney. He got the voice down really well too, which yeah. is really fun. I don't know. I feel like yeah, everybody else fit really well, and she was just the outlier. But not yeah, that wasn't terrible. No, it was just like eh. anyway. Later, we see the Lodge Bowling Championship is happening at the Bowlerama. Mm-hmm. And I do want to pause again to say the sets on this movie are really cool. Yes. The way that they like make everything look both prehistoric and modern is really fun. Yeah. And all of the like this little piece is like moving, but then you kind of like get a small glimpse behind the scenes of like an animal yeah. working to do it, you know, mm-hmm. but it isn't like the focus of it. I don't know. It's just very cool. Yeah. The the set seems very like integrated mm-hmm. and we don't have to like have everything pointed out to us about it. Yes. It's well thought out, but yeah, to the point where it somehow stands out, but also like melds into the background yeah like it makes sense yeah yeah nothing seems out of place and everything it just seems like a very like yeah well thought out like fully realized world Mm -hmm. i agree yeah so they're gonna do some bowling yeah and fred has to get a strike to win so it's the end of the match Uh, bowling uh, game round (laughs) (laughs) no idea they do call i don't know what they call it but Barney turns to Fred and says, can you do it? <laughs> and he says, is the earth flat? <laughs> Which is funny to think that he <laughs> also did a lot of bowling in The Big Lebowski. <laughs> yes. They almost didn't have the bowling in this movie at all. Yeah. But they were like, the like Fred Flintstone twinkle toes yeah. thing is so integral to the cartoon that they're like, we can't not. Mm-hmm. put it in there and i do love it that's the sound that i think of anytime i see like a very small dog running yes is that or a I raccoon just... sneaking across the street yeah <laughs> that's what i think about <laughs> specifically pomeranians with their little feet like going oh super fast so they do it they win and then barney proposes a toast to fred he's like written a poem about him it's really cute it is very cute Everybody there is kind of like, what the fuck is happening? But Fred is crying. He's sobbing. It's true. But also the fake tears. They like made a little puddle at his feet and they're like so thick. I know. I wonder if they just kept like being like, we can't see them. They're not showing up on camera. And they yeah. just turned them into like glue. I don't know. Jello. But it is, yeah. It, yeah. It's rough. I was like, is your face okay? <laughs> I don't think tears are supposed to be that viscous. <laughs> Ew. But... Then they get their prize, which is a giant mug of beer, like like four feet tall. They all stick their faces in yeah. it. Yeah. And he, sh- you know, share it with their lodge partners. The other, what are they? The mooses? They're the water buffaloes. The water buffaloes. That's yeah. right. Everybody's got a water nope. buffalo. We don't have time for that. So. <laughs> you wear this fast, but mine is <laughs> Yeah, you just do it quietly while I keep talking about the movie. <laughs> So Fred comes home late and he tries to sneak in, but he like slips on a toy car, hits his head, throws his bowling ball in the air, drops it on his own face. And then Elizabeth Taylor comes over uh-huh. and scolds him for being drunk. Yeah, and, and useless. then they get in like a big fight. Yeah, it the things that they say to each other are awful, but I also get it because 
just right in front of him, Pearl is her character's name, yeah. Wilma's mother, is just like, you could have married Elliot Firestone, inventor of the wheel. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, just like, <laughs> they're just so mean to each other. Yeah, they just are insulting each other as hard as they can. They're not pulling any punches for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> Pearl looks at Fred and says, what has he ever provided you besides shade? <laughs> she keeps calling him fat. Yeah. Like, He's just like, if you weren't a lady, I'd punch you from <laughs> now until Sunday or whatever. Like, whew. And then she's still trying to say, you know, she says, just think about it. Why don't you give Elliot a call, even if he doesn't, you If know, it doesn't work out, you can get a good deal on tires. Yeah. But We're I mean, just like, like right in front of her husband to be like, just leave him and go be with this other man who's better. Yeah. It's just rough. And, and it's also... You know, Fred stands up to her and is like, listen, I'm not going to be a nobody for my whole life. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be somebody today and then you're going to be eating crow and passing feathers for a week. Yeah. Which is a sick burn. But I don't know. I just kept thinking that like, maybe it's because of how life is now. Yeah. But I was like, their house is nice. They have nice things. Like they're doing great. Like, yeah. I don't what. Why she seems happy, like Wilma seems happy, you know. Like, His job provides for fine. them, like they have plenty of food. Yeah. I she mean, doesn't I guess have, they don't to have work. savings, but they'll get it back. Right. They help their friend buy a kid. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, just I don't know. I was like, Your life is great. Like yeah. don't worry. You're yeah. not nobody. Yeah. It's not like she was like, I went to buy groceries and there wasn't any food in the account. She was right. like, we needed a new garbage disposal. Yeah. Well, you can live without a garbage disposal. Yeah, do it every day. It Me sucks. too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but she's like, all right, I'm leaving. But she says on her way out, when I think of all the sacrifices your father made for you, lambs, oxen, your brother, Jerry. What? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> and then she leaves. This was uh, Elizabeth Taylor's last theatrical role oh. before she died. And on her first day on set, she was presented with 30 bouquets, a Cartier watch, a prehistoric bowling ball with her name engraved on it, like she's going to go bowling anytime soon. Yeah. And a bottle of like her own passion perfume, but redesigned in the bedrock style fashion. So I imagine five times as big and looked like a rock. Yeah. And chunky. Yeah. I know. I love that. She's a legend. So the next day, it's lunchtime at the quarry. Everybody's sitting around eating lunch. And mm-hmm. this is the part of the movie that I remembered so clearly. Yes. Like, the two parts that I remembered uh-huh. very clearly are back to back. Yeah. Which I was like, so I only had my brain on for three minutes. Yeah. I wonder if it, like, came on TV again and you, like, maybe saw part of it. It's just weird that yeah, this, this These two chunk. scenes. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he's eating a giant leg of some critter, <laughs> and Barney is eating the biggest egg. Yep. And Barney's like, you know, I heard it's not that great for you to eat red meat all the time. And Fred says, my father ate red meat every day of his life, and he lived to the ripe old age of 38. Well done. Yeah. And that's my Fred Flintstone voice. Yeah. yabba dabba do. That's great. Yeah. And then... Cliff comes down to tell them all. Vander Cave. Cliff Vander Cave. He's got an announcement. Slate and Company is going to have an executive placement program. So they're going to take one of these goons from the quarry, mm. make him a vice president. Yeah. And they're going to do it with an aptitude test. Mm-hmm. And whoever does the best on the test gets the role of 
I think a vice president. They have like yeah. quite a few. Yeah. And a big raise and a shiny name plaque. And Fred is just like, oh man, he's got money bags in his eyes. Yeah, we see a little it. thought bubble of him just carrying stacks of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back at home, Bam Bam is pushing pebbles on the swing in their backyard mm-hmm. and <laughs> flipping her over yes. the, the bars. But Wilma and Betty don't notice because they're talking. And it's she's just, just like going, in the background. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> wee! Like she's having a great time. Yeah, so. it's cute. She's fine. Uh, this And this is the other part I remembered mm-hmm. where Betty says, how'd you get the ring out of the collar? And Wilma says, well, I just started washing Fred's neck. And then they oh. both go. <laughs> so strange. I know. But Wilma says she doesn't really have high hopes for Fred to pass that test. You know, yeah. he's not super smart. And Betty says, well, he's no Albert Einstein, which that one got me. <laughs> made that me was giggle. good, yeah. <laughs> but he may surprise you. You yeah. never know. And so it's time for the exam. See, and this is what I was saying about, like, everything just happens really quick. Because they have to get to mm-hmm. the plot. The main plot. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, yes. Exam time. They all have their slates. They have their freshly sharpened number two chisels. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Vandercave flips over the largest sand hourglass I've ever seen. And he says, get to work. And then he sits back and reads a giant GQ magazine. Yep. <laughs> G quartz. <laughs> G quartz. <laughs> and that would have been great if it was just like pictures of rocks and it was called G quartz. <laughs> but Barney looks very confident while he's taking his exam. Fred is sweating it. Yeah. He's just like having the roughest time, really uh, laboring over these questions, of which there are seven. Yeah. This test had six true or false questions on it and an open-ended essay. Oh. And the essay question is, how would you expect a quarry manager to spend most of their work time? And the other ones are about, like, supply and demand and, like, customer needs and stuff like that. I'm glad that they actually made a test. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fred almost doesn't finish it. Mm Mm-hmm. When time is running out, he's just like, tick, 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 like trying to chisel real quick. Yeah. But then he does. He finishes it. Barney comes up. He's like, hey, how'd it go? He's like, Fred says, how'd it go? <laughs> how'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> and then Barney's like, oh, okay. Do you want me to take your test up front for you? And Fred says, yes, thank you. And then when Barney looks at Fred's test, he's like, hot damn, this is bad. Yeah. And so he has a flashback to when he promised at the bowling alley that he would someday pay Fred back for everything that he had done for him. So he yeah. makes the decision to switch their tablets uh-huh. and puts them in the stack. Seems like it would have been easier to just get the vice president position yeah. and then literally pay Fred back. Yeah, it would have been. The money. Yeah. Maybe with some interest. Sure. But instead of being like, I know. I'll give him this position at work. Yeah. So he can just have way more money all the time. I don't, yeah, but I wonder if Barney knew. I don't think that Barney knew that he did that well. Oh, that Barney did? Yeah. He just knew that he did better than Fred? Yeah, he was just trying to make him look better. Maybe so. Because he seemed surprised. That he won? Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they don't have their names on them. They just have, they've each been given an envelope with a number on it. Right. So it's very easy for him to yeah, switch to them real quick. Switch, yep. Which he does. And then later we see in the office, Miss Stone brings Cliff the results and 
he's amazed that Fred Flintstone is the one who scored the highest. Yeah. He's like, that giant ape? And she's like, no, the giant ape got a 75. <laughs> but since they're running the scheme, you know, she's like, he's perfect. You know, he's dumb as fuck. Like, yeah. He won't know that we're trying to swindle a bunch of money or whatever. So why wouldn't they want the dumbest person? I don't know. Why wouldn't they pick the person with the lowest score? Why would they pick the person with the highest score? I don't know. Because there's a greater chance of them catching on to what's going on. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Unless they were like, I don't know. They're like, we want to make it appear fair. But then why don't you just go pick somebody? I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing is just that very strange. Of it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It takes too much time and convoluted. But yeah. yeah, it seems like they would just go pick the dumbest guy. Yeah, which happens to be Fred Flintstone. Yep. Uh, so the next morning, Wilma and Fred wake up in bed and they greet each other as Mr. and Mrs. Vice President. Mm-hmm. And then Fred showers, which the shower is cute because it's just like a little mammoth yeah. This blown out water. Yep. And Wilma makes breakfast with giant eggs. Yep. Giant everything. Everything's giant. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. It's not It's funny. a joke. <laughs> it's a joke when things are big. <laughs> okay. Like That's me. Actually fair. <laughs> I know. This podcast would be way funnier if everyone could see you. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was meaner than I intended. No, that's hilarious. Be. Okay, great. Yeah, Fred is wearing his best pelt. It's like a zebra print. Mm-hmm. New tie looks great. Got a little flower, like boutonniere. Yeah. Heads off to work. He has big vice president plans. He's telling Barney all about it. He's like, I want everybody to give, you know, like a health care plan, including mm-hmm. free foot care, because Absolutely. their feet are very important to them. Yeah, nobody in this whole movie is wearing shoes. No. Shoes have not been invented yet. Nope. Um, you know, paid vacation. Barney's like, I just want those little ketchup packets in the cafeteria. Yeah. But I also wonder, I guess there are, there's just a lot of people who seem to be milling about and working in the corporate office. Yeah. And I'm like, are they mad that they got passed over for this vice president position? Or, yeah. or was that position just they invented? Part of it. Even still, they'll be like, oh, a new higher up position with a raise in an office. And yeah. they're like, I've been in this office. You picked one of those knuckleheads from the quarry <laughs> over me over me i don't know it's just they can't all be in on the scheme anyway it doesn't make any sense but cliff welcomes flintstone in leads him to his office shows him around here's your desk here's your chair here's your whatever yep introduces him to his secretary we learn her full name is sharon stone that's already someone's name sharon stone was supposed to play sharon stone oh in this movie <laughs> But then she That's was like, funny. actually, I'm busy. Yeah. And she went and did a different movie. So they were like, fuck it. Just have her still be named Sharon Stone. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They also offered the part after she said she was busy to Nicole Kidman. But then Halle Berry got it. Would they have, I guess, also called Nicole Kidman Sharon Stone? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she comes in. Uh, She's not wearing a lot of clothes. No. And she's being real sexy and not subtle about it. Mm-mm. She says feel free to use me however you see fit mm-hmm. that's my sexy voice every time she comes on screen the background music gets a little sexier yeah there's like, like there's a saxophone that's one just like, saxophone my like, time to shine weaving in and out of the overall song yeah anytime she's in the room yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah she's climbing in his lap mm-hmm and then she like hops back down but she's like i'm gonna go make you some coffee how do you take it yeah in, in a, a cup. In a cup. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> very flustered. Yeah. 
and he throws his filthy feet up on the desk. His mm. feet get increasingly dirty as the movie goes on, which yeah. is kind of weird because I feel like they should just be dirty all the time. Feet shots. A lot of feet. Yeah. I, yeah. They just keep reminding you that like people are barefoot all the time yeah. and they use their feet for their cars, I guess. I don't mm. know. I think maybe. Maybe. Was Tarantino working on this <laughs> film? Might <laughs> have been a foot fetishist somewhere in the production. Yeah. Actually, because of all the bare feet in this movie, they weren't allowed to have glass anywhere on set. Oh, nice. So I feel like that would almost be more of a challenge, not that I'm an actor, but to act barefoot, I feel like it would be really hard. Yeah. Just being barefoot makes me feel so unprepared. Interesting. Like, I couldn't be at work barefoot. I love to be barefoot. I do, too. But it's, like, because it's relaxing. That's, like, relax mode. Yeah. I couldn't, like, be professional. I don't know. Like, That's true. Get into care. I would just would feel like, oh, well, it's bedtime. That's <laughs> and fair. And they're all wearing nightgowns, basically. That's true. I'd be like, oh, man, I just, I don't know what it is, but I really want to take a nap. I want to go wash my feet and then take a nap. I don't know. I spend most of my workday barefoot, so. Well, that's different. I'm just in a house. Yeah. Hanging out with a kid. If I so. were barefoot doing hair, that would be, be weird. Awful. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Fred is sitting at his desk. He puts his big old dirty feet up there and he says, Cliff, take a memo. Let's play golf. He says, and he like leans back in his chair. He goes a little too far. Yeah. Falls over. And then we see my favorite character. Yeah. The Dicta Bird. Uh-huh. And he reads his message back to him. Yep. So this is a big old prehistoric looking parrot that just sits on your desk and listens to what you say and reads says it back to you yeah yeah you can make memos and stuff mm -hmm. there's buttons yeah on the bottom that are uh -huh. like play stop and then play back but it's like why yeah <laughs> you, you have can, to talk to him you can just talk to him doesn't make any because it's a machine but it's also an right. animal he's office equipment but yeah we learn about him because he's like sincerely fred flintstone ah! <laughs> he's like are there eight or nine eyes in flintstone <laughs> it's very cute it is cute but he does try to offer him the bird Tries to offer him some advice. He's like, I don't need your help. You're a bird. Yeah. And I'm the vice president of uh, industrial procurement. Yeah. He has to check his own plaque to see what his job title is because he doesn't know. No, but he's very proud of himself. He shouts out his big old window to tell all of his buddies down the quarry what his title is. And they all clap for him. I know. They're all really excited, which is really cute. You know, yeah. nobody's like salty about it no they're, they're just like, like hell he yeah did the best he's got the job he's doing it yeah and then he does that thing where you like put your hands together and you like shake your fists above your head yeah yeah like a cheers kind of thing yeah and i was just like momentarily distracted by john goodman's very <laughs> muscly arms and i, was I know like, i was thinking how rude it was for pearl to call him fat when i'm like that dude is just muscle he's so strong yeah he's just a big guy I just want him to carry me over the threshold of something <laughs> I don't even know what, but like... This is a children's movie. Arms. I Ugh. did also notice that I feel like a lot of the people in this movie seem to be wearing a lot of makeup. Sure. And I don't know if it's because it was filmed in 94 and now we're watching it on like HD yeah. things, you know, so you notice more, but not John Goodman. His skin just looked so beautiful the whole yeah. movie. I was just like, damn, what is your secret? He is glowing. I know. He's just, he just looks so good Just in, this in movie. the height of his life, I guess. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, he looks great. Is what we're saying. <laughs> Here's what we're trying to say. John Goodman. <laughs> so, 1994 John Goodman. Give us a call. Right? <laughs> so then 
we go to Cliff's office and Sharon is there and she's forging some documents. Yeah. She's got the real one and the fake one side by side and they look identical, I guess. She's forging some tablets, but she's doing a great job. And I guess they're going to have Fred sign them, which will make him unknowingly embezzle money. They don't really explain the scheme until it comes out what they've done. Right. We don't know what's going on, really. But whatever they're doing, Fred will embezzle the money. And for some reason, Cliff and Sharon will get to keep it. Yeah. And Sharon's like, well, I'll take him to him right now and he can sign them. But Cliff's like, no, 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 no. We need to make sure he's fully on board. Right. So. So he goes to check on Fred, who's just dicking around with the dick to bird. Yep. And tells him that his first executive action is that he has to fire Bernard Rubble. Mm-hmm. And Fred's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Yeah, he's like, he's, he's got a new baby and a mortgage and he's my best friend. Yeah. But then Cliff says he scored the lowest on the aptitude test and he's dead weight. Yep. And if you don't fire him, I will. And then I'll fire you. What choice does Fred have? To be fired. I mean, that's what I would have done. Uh, right. Honestly. 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 If we worked at the same place and this happened to me. Yeah. I would just be fired. 100%. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> or, I mean, you just go, listen, you're fired, but I'm going to take care of you. I got all this new money. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just share money. Yeah. I'll just help Fuck you it. out. Because I had to fire you. I don't know. Anyway, he's in a sticky situation. But it also makes us realize that... Fred would have gotten the lowest score. Right. And he would have been the one who was being fired if the roles were reversed. That's but I true. don't know if Barney would have fired him. But No, I don't think he could have. He just would have been like, I won't do it. You'll have to fire us both. Yep. And they would figure it out together because Barney is a better friend. Absolutely. On the way home, speaking of, Barney says, hey, man, what's the matter? You're not very talkative today. What happened? It works. Surely something fun happened. And Fred's like, you don't want to know. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So Fred tries to drop Barney off at his house, which is funny because they share a backyard. (laughs) But Barney's like, hey, you have to come in. We have a new soap dish. Yeah, you got to see it. It's It's a little dish in the shower. It holds the soap. It's so funny. And he's like, and then he walks in and there's a surprise party for Fred. Yay. Everyone is there. Betty, Barney, a couple of shirtless dudes and Pearl. Yep. And she's so excited, of course, to see Fred. She's like, there's my big man. You know, I'm so proud of you. I knew that you could blah, 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 blah. She's just acting like nothing has ever been wrong in between them. And Fred says, have we met? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Barney gives another little speech. Some guy there is like, I hope it's not another poem. Yeah. That guy is in a lot of scenes. Yeah. And he looks familiar, but I don't know who he is. I don't either. That's very helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I needed to bring it up. (laughs) He looks like a guy. He looks like the Yarp guy. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Anyway. But he doesn't. He just gives a little speech and then he's like, you know, I got you this present. He tries to give Fred a new briefcase with his initials on it, mm-hmm. but Fred won't accept it. And they like go back and forth. They're like shoving it back and forth. Between and Pearl, each other. of course, is like, my son-in-law doesn't want your tacky gift. Right. Which is rude. Yeah. Um, But Fred finally, you know, breaks down. Is like, I don't want it because you can't afford it. Not anymore. You're fired. And then there's like a record scratch from the bird that is serving as the record player. Yeah. We also see a box of records next to him. And the one on the top is Bruce Springstone's Bone to Run. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just, I hope there was a whole department of puns. Yes. Hopefully. So that, you know, stops the party. 
Mm-hmm. But Fred and Bernie go outside to talk. Pearl decides, hey, let's not let this ruin a good party. So she starts a conga line. Yeah. But once we go outside, we see that Barney isn't too upset about it. He's like, you know what? I've been there since the quarry was eight feet deep. Maybe it's time to move on. I got a, you know, greener pastures, whatever. Yeah. He's super like, he's like, don't worry about me, dude. I'll be fine. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Which is really cute. I thought he was going to be, you know, super broken up about it. But he's like, I will figure something out. But his only question is, after all those years of service, why did I get fired now? Yeah, and Fred is really nice about it. He's like, Barney, you're a really good friend. You're a great father. You're, you know, good at all of these things, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then he says, but you got the low score in the aptitude test. Yep. And that's when Barney realizes, fuck. Yep. It's because I switched them. <laughs> yep. He says, you're a terrific little bowler. Or yeah. one heck of a little bowler, something yeah. like that. It's very cute. Now... <laughs> We quickly see a Rock Donald's, which is just bottom of the barrel for yeah. puns. But then we also see a guy outside changing the sign from over 18 dozen to 19 dozen yeah. sold. And that was really funny. Wasn't the guy who started McDonald's named Rock? Ray Kroc, Kroc is his name. That's what it was. But they did do a promotional tie-in with McDonald's, so they got to be like in the movie. Ah. Uh, yeah. I see. Um, but we see Betty and Wilma, who are going shopping. Mm-hmm. And- Wilma is trying on this dress, and she's like, I've always wanted a Halston, which I was like, I don't get it, but I'm sure it's a joke. And I yeah. looked it up, and Halston ah. is a very famous fashion designer. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. But Betty's like, ha, you should ha. get it. You can afford it now. And they both go, charge it. <laughs> but then at that very moment, Bam Bam sees someone wearing a fur, which still had a face, which was just whatever terrible um but that sets him off and he runs and knocks down all of the crystal Mm -hmm. in this department store Mm -hmm. with his club maybe don't let the kid run around with a club yeah any kid but especially not a super strong one with a tendency to smash things yeah whose name is bam 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 literal name yeah but they do and he smashes a bunch of stuff so now we're in a business meeting. Yeah, around a big long table. And who's there? It's Dan Florick. I was so From excited. Law and Order? Yes. Oh my God. Plays, uh Cragen. Yeah. In Law and Order. Captain Cragen. Captain Cragen. It was I <laughs> I started watching the movie and then I had to stop and like come back to it later. Mm-hmm. And so when I typed it into the Hulu search yeah or into the roku search i just typed like fl because i knew it would pop up and it said flintstones and underneath it it was like starring dan florick and i was like where is he in this movie <laughs> so i'm really glad that he showed up because i love him so much yeah and also so cute just the way he's dressed is hilarious so they put funny. giant glasses on him yes yeah it's great he's playing mr slate so yes. he's the owner of this of slate company. Co. Mm-hmm. yeah slate slate Corey. that's funny slate <laughs> get it anyway he <laughs> says he looks out uh, the window and he's like okay but if we make all these improvements we're gonna have to lay off a bunch of the workers and they've been here since the beginning of time yeah and vander cave says what if i could quadruple your income mm-hmm. and slate says i'll miss them what were you saying <laughs> yeah he's uh, easily bought out so fred comes in late he's like sorry i had car trouble i picked up a nail and then he shows everybody his gross foot with a nail sticking out of it Blah. Yeah, Mr. Slate's like, thank you for sharing, right? Mr. Flagstone. Yeah. (laughs) And they continue the meeting. And Cliff says, you know, we're trying to modernize here. We're going to use geothermal energy and we can streamline the process and make these prefab houses using steam power, which a guy, one of the guys is like, 
steam that's ridiculous which that guy <laughs> yeah is uh hannah of hannah barbera oh who created the flintstone yeah nice cute. mr barbera is also in this movie at some point cute driving a mercedes oh boy <laughs> <laughs> So they a model of this new factory comes down from the ceiling, you know, like a to scale little uh, representation mm-hmm. of the plan. And Fred looks at it and he stands up and he says, Mr. Slate, I know you didn't just hire me to sit around and look pretty. Mm-hmm. And he picks up one of the little prefab houses that yep. fits in his palm and he says, who's going to live in this? It's too small. Yeah. Just a real Derek Zoolander school for ants moment. Yeah. Yeah, boy. What an idiot. It's interesting because, like, they don't show Fred being stupid a lot of the time. No. Because they don't really have an opportunity, but he mostly just seems like a working class dude. He just doesn't have these moments all the time. He just really does it this one time where he's just like... But it's kind of like he's good at what he was doing. Yeah. He he wasn't stupid at any of that. Right. But then when put in situations like this... Yeah. He's just not there. But this just seems like... Even dumber than... Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, maybe he doesn't understand, like, corporate goings on and, like, things like that, but he's just like, who's gonna live in this? And it's like... Do you think... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's never seen a scale model. I guess. Anyway. (laughs) But it... (laughs) fucking pebbles has like a dollhouse at home that she plays with that's true and only dolls live in it right that's what he knows that's what he knows. he's just like what nobody's gonna buy this <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> anyway so we see back at the store we see betty's credit card getting declined and the declined. guy just smashes yeah it. D- aggressively declined yeah and she's really embarrassed about it so they take the kids outside to the park and sit down and betty is further explaining their situation you know she's like it's really bad we've been through all of our savings barney still doesn't have a job and i'm worried that the adoption agency will find out and take bam bam back mm-hmm. yeah but wilma says fred and i will never let that happen you know you can pay me back whenever because obviously wilma like covered the cost of the crystal yeah then a pterodactyl shows up and everybody starts running around because they're scared and mm-hmm. it just shits on someone's car. Yeah. On, in, gets the car next to it. Yeah, it's a lot. <sighs> uh, the subtitle just says flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose. It's just been like shit noise. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. It's just... Is unnecessary. I was oh, like, yeah. you didn't stoop this low yet, and they don't again. So it's no, like, it's just, just this one. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of silly and weird. It Although I been... guess it would be like a prehistoric concern. Oh, for sure. But eh. it would have been better if the pterodactyl had flown over and just like picked up someone's car and took it away. Yeah, you know, there's no reason to have. There's it. just so much, and it's just very realistic looking, like bird poop. Yeah, but like gallons of it. It's gross. Anyway, anyway, back in his office, Fred is dictating a letter to Mr. Slate to his bird, mm-hmm. explaining that vacation time would improve everyone's morale and increase productivity. Yeah. But while he's doing that, Sharon comes in with the forged tablets and asks Fred to sign them. Right. And he keeps like going to sign it, but then he's like, you know, and she's like, ah, just. Yeah. And he says, um,. You know, we had contractors come to our house and they had hidden a bunch of stuff like in the contract and I didn't read it first. So I'm going to read these real quick and just make sure that yeah. those contractors that you say that we're working with are being, you know, yeah, 
on the up and up. And she's like, no, don't. Yeah, I mean, she like pfft. climbs on his desk. Yeah. And then she's reading is my job. And you don't want to put little old me out of work, do you? And she's being very sexy again. Yeah. And like stroking his face a little bit. Yeah. Just flopping around on his desk like a cat. Yeah. And just then. Oh, like a cat. Like Halle Berry played Catwoman. Yes. Just- with Sharon Stone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. Just then Wilma comes in <laughs> and wants to talk to Fred. So Sharon scoots sexily out of the room. Yeah. She doesn't turn it off when Wilma shows up. She's just like, oh, hello. And then just leaves. And uh, he introduces his family to Sharon, to Miss Stone. Mm-hmm. But he forgets his daughter's name. Yep. Which is embarrassing. It sure is. Especially because it's like, man, just pick a rock. Something. <laughs> Small rock. Yeah. Come on. Not that hard. Anyway, no. uh, Wilma, at the very least, is kind of like, okay. But she's not mad, you no, know, yeah. to her credit. She's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Uh, she's there to talk about the Rebels' troubles. Yes. And apparently, they've been having such a rough go at it that now they're renting out their house to make ends meet. And Fred's mm-hmm. like, well, where are they living now? Turns out, with the Flintstones. Yeah. But everybody, again, is really just making the best of it. Yeah, they are. Like, Wilma and Betty are making dinner together, and Betty gives the little mammoth that, like, is their water source a mm-hmm. little snack Yeah. after he washes off the lettuce, which I just thought was really cute. Very cute. Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, no, you don't have to work. Have snacks. Yeah. Um, And then Barney and Fred are just outside hanging out, grilling. I know. Being bros. I kind of wish, because we see they're making a salad together. Betty and Wilma are making a salad. And talking about how great everything is. Isn't this great? The Flintstones and the Rebels under one roof, you know. And Betty's like, are you sure Fred's okay with it? And Wilma's like, Fred thinks it was his idea. And then yeah. they, <laughs> but they also show Betty very aggressively chopping up the lettuce. And Wilma's kind of giving her a look like, okay, lettuce is flying everywhere. Could you not? <laughs> and I do kind of wish, because jumping ahead a little bit, they get into a fight yeah. about, you know, like living together sort of. And I wish that we had seen a little bit more of like, the small the things. rebels grading on the Flintstones, yeah, because yeah, the they don't seem that, to that led up to it. Yeah, it seems like they're fine, and then they fight, and it's like, yeah. oh, this kind of seems like it's coming out of nowhere. But yeah, Fred and Barney are outside grilling, and Fred again, I think, trying to be nice is like, you may have lost your job and you may have lost your dignity, but you haven't lost your sense of humor. And Barney's just like, great. And then a uh, thank you. Dino steals one of the steaks off the grill. Yeah, and Fred makes Barney go get it and tells him that it's his and he has to wash it off. Yep. He's like, you like your meat rare, right? Well, that one's yours. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. Be a good friend, Frederick. <laughs> Frederick J. Flintstone. Yeah. So at work the next day, Fred is watching the quarry guys goof off on their lunch break. He's looking wistfully out the window, feeling kind of lonely in his big old office all alone. Mm-hmm. When Sharon comes in to pick up a giant rock manila envelope full of giant tablets which is really funny how there's so many giant things but none of them are heavy no they just she just picks it up like it's and i don't know why too i was like the giant cigarette lighter is stupid and the giant salt and pepper shakers are stupid but then this one i was like all right that's (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) i don't know why this one got me but just this like manila envelope that is clearly made out of rock yeah with more rocks inside of it as if the only material on earth is rock yep they, they're they wearing cloth. Cloth. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, there's leaves. <laughs> Whatever. It's just very silly. But yeah, it doesn't look heavy at all. But no. 
he asks her, he's like, you know, I'm looking at this model here and I feel like it's going to put a lot of the guys out of work. You yeah. Know, if everything's modernized and, and um, automated, what are these dudes out here going to do? Yeah. And she says, I wouldn't know. I'm just a little old hairdresser. I mean, secretary. <laughs> she pulls the bucket snake defense. <laughs> But he says, no, you're not. You're smart. You know, and he is very sincere about it. He's like, you know, from when I, the moment I met you, I knew there was more to you than, you You know, you're really smart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. And as she goes to leave, she turns back around and she's like, she gets sincere and turns off the sexy for a second. And she's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry if I got you in any trouble with your wife yesterday. Yeah. And he says, oh, nah, Wilma always forgives me because she knows I love her. Yeah. And it's really sweet because you can tell he really he really loves his wife and his daughter and, you know, he's a happy family man. Yep. He gives her a little story about how they met, which is gross. Yeah, she cleaned him off after he won an all-you-can-eat contest. Uh-huh. But so Sharon goes to talk to Cliff. Who is clipping his toenails. I know. I'm telling you, dude. Somebody so, likes feet. So many feet. In this movie. And... You know, she's like, Mr. Flintstone's been asking a lot of questions. I think we should just call the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. But Cliff's like, why don't we just turn ourselves in? Why don't we just go to jail about it? Yeah. Or we could distract him with a bonus. Yeah, which he does. He goes in and just dumps a bunch of money on his desk and says, you've been working really hard. You deserve this. Yeah. You gotta start living like an executive. Yeah. So now we get another montage of buying new stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he buys a new car. Which then we see Barney has gotten a job at a service station, Mm. but nobody has gas. So what he does is just washes off a lady's feet. Yeah. Full service, please. (sighs) Get your feet clean. Fred and Wilma buy themselves some new clothes. Mm -hmm. They get a new garbage disposal. Shiny little baby pig. Yeah, he's so skinny. I know. And uh, I don't know. What happens to the old garbage? It's a living creature. We talked about this at the top. What do you do with your sentient Well, we see it later. I know, but in this moment... You know, it's just like, what happens to it? They, yeah, they just abandon you it. You just let it go? Yeah, there's probably the like a uh, old appliances oh, park. Oh, senior home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, like the, a, a park. It's like the dog. Nature preserve. Sanctuary that everybody loves. Yeah. The old friends. Yeah, old appliances. No. <laughs> oh. uh, Wilma has hired a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And is pretty rude to Betty while she's training with him. She's like, Betty, towel. Yeah, just like snaps at her. Yeah. Unnecessary. She could have been like, Betty, get over here and you yeah. know, jump in yeah, with have some... me. I don't know. They just, they do kind of turn into shitty people. I yeah. Guess. They get all new furniture. They get a boat. They get an addition onto the top of their house. Yep. They add on satellite TV, which there aren't satellites right now, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. They get a hot tub. Uh-huh. Barney's gotten a new job. as a crash test dummy. Yep. And we see Fred and Wilma canoodling in said hot tub mm-hmm. while Betty is tending to Barney's said wounds. Mm-hmm. And they're both talking about how Fred and Wilma have changed. Yeah. And Barney almost lets slip what happened because he's like, that should be us, you know, getting all these upgrades and living the high life. And yeah. Betty's like, well, why? What do you mean? And he's like, never mind. I just mean, you know, we, yeah. we're going to. We're going to get ours. Don't worry about it. And, you know, Betty Betty says something along the lines of, like, everything will be fine. We'll get back on our feet and everything will be okay. And Barney's like, well, good. I hope so. Because tomorrow they have me testing shark repellent. Oh, I know. So then Fred's back at his office packing mm-hmm. up all his stuff. Cliff comes in and he's like, oh, are you leaving early? And he says, yeah, I'm taking the missus to Cavern on the Green. 
What is that a reference to? Tavern on the Green, which is a very famous restaurant in Central Park. Oh, okay. And Cliff's like, great, love that. But first, like real quick, if you could just put your John Hancock, well, I guess he doesn't exist yet, John Hanrock on these pink tablets. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that I have here. And he has just like a like a what do you call it? a dolly full of these big so i guess these yeah. are heavy i don't know there's no consistency well they're just very tall it would be hard to carry them. yeah yeah so he's these pink stones mm. tablets and he's like you know could you sign these real quick and fred's like sure what are they and cliff's like oh they will give the guys some much needed time off yeah and fred is excited he's like oh mr slate you know got all my letters about it that's awesome hopefully they know you know where this is coming from and cliff's like oh i'll make sure you get all the credit <sighs> evilly he says <laughs> and fred's like neat and the dicta bird does try to help him again he's like listen it's a fool who doesn't read a contract you know or read something before he signs it and fred again is like listen i don't need no advice from a bird yeah i don't have time i got somewhere to be shut your mouth yeah and then another part i remembered yeah the b-52s i mean the bc-52s the bc-52s yeah, they're singing about bedrock, and it's great, and it's a really good song, and it's catchy, and they're all at the this like dinner venue, you know, with a stage. Yeah, watching them play. It's very cute. It I is love... super cute, and they like have a little dance number together. Yeah, and they're like yeah. wearing their little pelts, and their hair's real big. I love that guy's like very cartoon voice, which I learned while mm. I was researching this that his style is called. Oh man, I had it earlier. Sprechergesang. Okay. Which is German for literally, like, speech singing. Oh, okay. Yeah. that's what he's doing. He like, yeah. doesn't really sing, but he's like, you know, bring your jukebox money. Yeah. Bedrock. Rock yes. Monster. Yeah. Anyway, the B-52s are great. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. The B-C-52s. Yeah. That, that was great. Thank you for the info. You're welcome. Betty is there with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't want to dance. She says... You know, Barney got a new job. I don't know when he'll be off work, but I'm just going to wait for him to get here. Yeah. And you you start to see the, like, like Fred and Wilma are dressed really nice, and Betty's still wearing, like, her same old clothes yeah. and looks, you know, a little raggedy compared to them. And they're kind of trying to include her, but they're also kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Right. She, oh, Fred spills something. Mm -hmm. Someone is like, hey, busboy. And guess who the busboy is? Who is it? It's Barney. Oh, no. Yeah. And Fred turns to Wilma and says, oh, he got a, a job here. That's great. See, honey? And you were worried we'd be stuck with the rebels forever. Right. Ooh. And Betty's kind of like, oh, is that so? Wilma's looking bad about it. Yeah. But then, so Barney goes over to get a fresh tablecloth. He does the like, whoosh, whips it out from underneath all their stuff yeah but he sees on the tv that a riot is happening at slate co mm -hmm. because fred flintstone laid everybody off yep and so barney comes back over to yell at him but fred's like no i i didn't fire them i just gave them a vacation but barney's like it's on the tv like i just saw it you know like everybody's calling for your head on a pike because yeah. you laid everybody off and wilma's like how could you do that fred and fred gets all mad and is like who are you gonna believe your husband or some bus boy and then betty gets mad and is like that Bus boy is your best friend. Why does her voice sound weird and dubbed over all the time? I don't know. Bam Bam's is dubbed over too. Bam Bam's is really noticeable and jarring, but yeah, hers yeah. is kind of strange. Yeah. I don't know. But Fred, of course, uh, is full of himself and mm -hmm. says, I don't have any friends. He's just jealous of my hard earned success. Yep. 
And Barney is like, oh, yeah, what's a graduated inventory plan, Fred? What's supply and demand? Hmm? Mm? What's two plus two? Mm? And Fred says, I'm at dinner with my wife. I don't want to talk about business. Right. I didn't come here to do math. And then he, go, Barney goes to walk away again, but then he's like, you know what? No. The only reason you got that job is because I switched tests with you. Uh-huh. Which Fred's like, why would you do that? You got the lowest score. And Barney's like, just think about it for a minute, Fred. Yeah. And so everybody's kind of putting it together. And then Wilma and Betty get into it. They start fighting. You know, Betty's like, we don't want to be friends with these rich snobs. And Fred calls them petty ingrates. Yeah. And Betty's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're moving out tonight. We're leaving. We're going to go figure it out on our own. And so they start to leave. And then Barney says, oh, wait, I forgot to punch out. And he turns back around and punches Fred in the face. Yeah. And then they leave. Got him. It's got to be quite a reach. (laughs) <laughs> to reach up to yeah. John Goodman's face. <laughs> yeah. I gotta hop up With a little bit. With any kind of, like, power, too. Yeah. Like. But he does it. So back at the house, Bam Bam is the one moving all the furniture. He's because so he's very strong. Wilma is trying to talk to Betty and be like, you know, we all said things we didn't mean. We're all civilized mm-hmm. people here. Like, can we just work this out? We're, you know, we're all friends. And Fred is making it even worse. Yeah, by being like, oh, yeah, I hope they leave. Yeah, they should leave. They've been mooching off us long enough, blah, blah, blah. Right. And once they get all their stuff and go, Wilma is like, aren't you upset? Right. Those were our friends. Yeah. that You guys have been best friends for 20 years. You know, like, don't you have any feeling about this? <laughs> Fred's like, we can make new friends. There are 4,000 other people in this world. I know. <laughs> Which is funny, but also ugh, bums me out. Yeah. Because now there's like 8 billion yeah anyway he says who needs the rebels and wilma says i do but you know what i don't need this and the and she just starts going around i don't need this lamp and she pushes it over and it smashes this part looks really fun it does yeah she's like i don't need this lamp i don't need these dishes i don't need this and this and Mm -hmm. you know the garbage disposal yeah kicks it in the face no no (laughs) also one of the lamps that she smashes is like a christmas story like lamp Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know funny. why. It yeah. just is. Just a reference, I why guess. Not? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he is, she's just breaking so much stuff, which it does sound fun, but also like, I don't know. It's not very healthy. <laughs> well, no, it's not helping at all. It's no. not very productive. No. But Fred is also not being productive and oh, is just no. digging in his heels to being a jerk and he just crosses his arms and he's like, that's going to take you forever to clean up. Yeah. So then she packs up some stuff leaves takes dino and pebbles and goes to her mother's Uh uh-huh and he yells after her he's like oh you'll be back one one turn around the block and you'll come crawling back yeah better come back now and i'll still forgive you i know he will she like he's like one one once around the block and you'll come crawling back and then she's like out of sight and he's like please and it gets so very sad right there in that moment but uh she is not back she goes to her mother's Yep, and uh, Betty and Barney are out roughing it, we see, but it's not going so great. Barney's trying to make a fire. It's not working. No. Bam Bam's just digging a hole because, sure. you know, he's Bam Bam. Do. But then a dinosaur comes up and yells at them, and Barney looks at Betty and is like, uh, where'd you get those eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie. So then we see Fred, who is trying to go to work, but there's still a whole ass riot happening outside. And the workers are all yelling at him and throwing stuff like rocks and also lettuce <laughs> at him. 
But he's like, no, I'm your friend. You know, it's me. And they're like, well, you're no friend of ours. Whatever. Like, yeah. They're all very mad at him. And he finally gets to work. He goes straight to the file room to find the tablets that he signed. And then he takes them into his office and, like, throws them down on his desk. He's like, they made a fool of me. And this bird is just like, well, look what they had to work with. <laughs> I got him. Yeah. But Cliff comes in and is like, hey, I saw you were poking around in the file room. Did you find anything interesting? Yeah. And Fred's like, you did this. You were billing phony companies and keeping the money, and I'm going to tell Mr. Slate. And Cliff says, yeah, that's a great idea. You should go ahead and turn yourself in now so that you can get some leniency. Mm -hmm. And Fred's like, I didn't do anything. Right. And Cliff's like, oh, yeah, well, you remodeled your house. You got a brand new La Sabra tooth. Mm, Yep. You're living pretty large. Like, how are you going to prove that you didn't do this? It's your name on everything. Right. And then... Cliff tells Sharon to call security mm-hmm. and Fred like kind of stops her and is like, Are you, you're going to back me up on this, right? Like I didn't do anything wrong and you know it. And yeah. she's just like, you better run while you get the chance. Yep. And so he does, you know, as he's leaving, he's like, you'll never get away with this. And then Cliff's like, I already have. I already have. So then we're back at yeah, somebody's house. I thought it was their house. I think they're at but Pearl's. They might be at, yeah. Yeah. Because they, Wilma left. That's true. To go stay at Pearl's. But uh, Pebbles is not eating because she misses her dad. Yeah. Uh, and it's raining outside and two people come in to the house and it's Betty and Bam Bam. Yeah. Which <laughs> there's a knock and Wilma says, I hope it's not that pesky Avrock lady again. God. That's not even good. Not even. Zero out of five. <laughs> Terrible pun. But Betty's like, I know that we're supposed to be fighting, but I just couldn't let you go through this alone. And, you know, asks if Wilma's heard from Fred. And she's like, no, but I hope that wherever he is, he knows that I still love him. Yep. And so we see him. He is hiding out downtown and he has on a big fake beard and a mustache. <laughs> Where'd no. where he get that? I don't know. And then he sees a TV in a store window and it's showing the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Leno is talking about how he's the most... Fred Flintstone's the most wanted man in bedrock right now. And they show a dramatic reenactment of him embezzling. And it shows Fred just like shoving money into his briefcase. Yeah, and and everybody's like, don't do it. He's like, you can't stop me. Yeah. Which one was like, that's definitely not how it happened. You know, my husband would never do that. Yeah. He's not a thief. Yeah. And the dicta bird is also in the reenactment. Mm-hmm. And Wilma sees the bird, and that gives her an idea. Yes. So now we're down in the where the homeless people hang out, mm-hmm. and we see the old garbage disposal yeah. is there. He's got a sign that says, we'll work for scraps. And Fred runs into a guy that also used to work at the quarry. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, a lot of guys down here used to work at the quarry, and they're all really upset, and we'd love to get our hands on the guy who's responsible for this. And Fred's like, oh, so you could get his side of the story? Yeah. And they're all like, his. <laughs> uh, who is that guy that he's talking to? Is it uh, a famous actor? Yeah. Because they show his face, like, so right, intentionally. Very much like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, but I didn't know who he was. I feel like I looked it up, but it didn't, like, resonate with me at all. I feel yeah. like a lot of these dudes are, like... Like, the the guy who smashes Betty Rubble's credit card is definitely somebody, because I've seen him on a ton of episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, like, yeah. He's a dude, and, like, this guy has got to be a, a guy. She's a dude. And the guy who voices the Dicta Bird was on, like, some, they're, they're all, like, very famous, like, 60s actors. Oh, like, okay. they're all, like, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. 
our parents probably would have been like, oh, but we're all like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, who that guy? I don't know who that guy is. But yeah, he's like. He's wearing a sideways baseball cap, too, <laughs> which I thought was strange because no one has baseball caps in this, the rest of the movie. Doesn't make any sense. No. It's very and it's, strange. He's still got his pelt on. Yeah. But he's talking. The two of them are talking. Mm-hmm. And then the garbage disposal recognizes Fred. Yeah. And just starts going, Flint, no. <laughs> it's really awful. Yeah, it's terrible. But then yeah. all the guys are like, oh, it's Flint. It is him. His beard starts falling off. And they're yeah. like, it is you. So they chase him out of the cave. Mm-hmm. Then we're back at Slate and Company, and Cliff is stealing a bunch of money. But while he's doing that, Sharon looks at his stuff and is like, uh, why you only got one ticket to Rockapulco here? And he's like, oh, well, that's because I planned on going first on a business trip. Uh-huh. And then when the coast is clear, I'll send for you. Yeah. The pff, absolute betrayal. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it seems like you got everything figured out. You've thought of everything. Mm-hmm. So Wilma and Betty are also there. They have snuck into Fred's office. And Wilma wakes up the Dictabird, which is, it's funny. She tries to wake him up. And he's like, no, mommy, I don't want to go to school. All the boys make fun of me. <laughs> which kind of made me think of Blathers from Animal Crossing. <laughs> you have to wake him up every time. <laughs> <laughs> but she wakes him up and she's like, you're the only one who can help clear my husband's name. <laughs> and he says, that's cool. Check this out. <laughs> I know, but he's a puppet yeah. and a bird, yeah. so he has no lips. No. So, like, it just sounds like he just farted at her. Yeah. Like, I think the intention was, like, him blowing a raspberry, but yeah. it just sounds like he's like, check this out. Yeah, because you can't see can't any mouth movement. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but she's like, Betty says, well, hang on, Wilma. Maybe I can reason with him. And then she just reaches over and grabs him by the neck. Yeah. So... Cliff has packed up all the money. He's ready to go. He's like, you know, I'm just sad I won't get to see all my shoddy new equipment fall apart. Ugh. All my modernizations. I'd really like to see some people get crushed by my terrible machinery. Yeah. But then they see Wilma and Betty out the window leaving with the Dictabird. And he's like, oh, shit. And Sharon is like, guess you didn't think of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's all of a sudden like, actually, I hate you. Yeah. She's been betrayed. So... That mob of people has caught up with Fred, mm-hmm. and they're gonna hang him. Yep, which is dark. They're like string him up. Yeah, it's definitely not like um subtle. No, because they yeah they drag him downtown, and they're ready to string him up on a light post. Yep. And then Barney drives up in his snow cone truck, <laughs> and he says, "What's going on, Fred?" And he's like, "They're gonna lynch me." And Barney goes, "Oh, I got snow cones here, strawberry, <laughs> lime." Rocky Road, which I guess is a Flintstones pun, but Rocky Road is not a snow cone flavor. No, that's weird. It's disgusting. Nobody wants chocolate ice. Gross. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, do you know this guy? Mm -hmm. The mob says to Barney, and Barney says, yeah, he used to be my best friend, and actually, this whole thing probably wouldn't have happened without me. Yeah. And the guy is like, oh, I'm so glad that you said something. We almost made a mistake. Yeah. Hang them both. Yep. Oops. So then they're standing there and Fred's like, you know, I knew you would come help me. And Barney's like, no, I still haven't forgiven you. I literally just came to sell snow cones. And I don't think this whole lynching thing is going to help our friendship, by the way. And as all of this is going on, like they're having kind of like a heartfelt conversation. People just keep coming up to Barney and being like, got any strawberry? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't know. Check the back. Yeah. But they do kind of make up about it because Fred's like, you know, if I had to be hanged side by side with anybody, I'm glad it 
it's you, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you're my best friend in the whole world. He doesn't really say sorry, but, yeah, you know, they're yeah. friends again, I guess. But just then, Wilma and Betty run up with the dicta bird, crash into a tree for some reason. The tree. Oh, the tree. Yeah, yeah that they're about over. to be hanged from. Yeah. Wilma's like, everyone listen to this bird. Yes. And he first is like, okay, but first I demand an apology. Barney goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, no, not you. Fred. Uh-huh. And Fred's like, I'm not going to apologize to a bird as he's standing there about to be fucking murdered. He's like, I'm not going to apologize to a bird. He does not look like a bird. (laughs) (laughs) But the bird is like, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. So Fred's like, oh, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he he finally does apologize. Mm Mm-hmm. So the bird then is like, okay, gather around everyone. And everyone has a snow cone. Yep. He's like, I'll tell you a tale of betrayal, intrigue, and romance or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they all sit down and start listening. Mm Mm-hmm. So then the rebels and the Flintstones get back to the house. Yeah. This is why I was thinking it was their house, because how would he know where Pearl lives? Oh, yeah. And why would they go? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They all look the same. They're all made of rocks. Yeah, it's the rock house. But they get back to the house, and the house is trashed. Mm-hmm. And... Which, at first, I was like, yeah, the house is trashed. Well, yeah. knocked everything well, over. Well, trash. Oh, so maybe it's not their house, because their stuff was all broken. Who knows? I have no idea. But, I mean, the curtains are pulled up. It's pretty rough. Yeah. And Pearl is all tied up on the floor, and Pebbles and Bam Bam are missing. Mm-hmm. And Fred, like, steps over Pearl a couple of times, he... and she's just like... And he just, like... He unties Dino first. Yeah, and pets him and then steps back <laughs> over her. And they find a ransom tablet. Yeah, with the little letters cut out. Yeah, on a table. <laughs> it says if they ever want to see their kids again, they have to bring the Dictabird to the quarry. No police. Yep. During this scene, one of the guys accidentally stepped on Elizabeth Taylor's foot <gasps> while she was like all tied up. Yeah. And she they had to like stop filming for like 30 minutes for her to like get checked out you know by the medics or whatever and she came back to the set like with her foot entirely bandaged and like on crutches and was just like look what you've done and he was like oh no like i broke elizabeth taylor and he felt so bad about it and then she was like haha it's fake i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i know i love that i'm glad she was so sassy like yeah even as the old lady yeah so they do that. They go to the quarry with the Dictabird. Yeah. And Cliff is there and he's got the children tied up at the top of his like big prefab machine, which is already all set up. Yes. And as we know, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So, you know, Cliff says, all right, now give me the bird. Mm-hmm. So Fred sets him down and the bird hops over to him, which is really funny to me. I yeah. Don't know why. And you know, Fred's like, just go. I'll save the kids and then we'll come get you. Don't worry. I have a plan. And the bird's like, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So, but then Cliff starts the machinery anyway. Of course even he, he does. Has the bird. Because he's, he's evil. despicable. Yeah. And it's cranking out these prefab housing materials and they're stuck on top of it. Yep. Cliff runs away with the bird. Mm-hmm. Barney can see where the rocks are going. Yeah. It's so- like... They take giant boulders and they fling them with a catapult into the machine and yeah. they get crushed into house shapes. Yes. And they come spit out the other side. So he th- he looks at the catapult and is like, okay, if I get on the catapult, then I can get up to where the kids are pretty easily. Yes. So that's what he does. Uh-huh. He gets flung up there. He hits a cliff and falls down really far, which I was like, uh, <laughs> that's pretty far. Yeah. Um, 
It's not but, calibrated to his weight, I guess. It's I know. Him way too far. But the falling, I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I know this is a movie, but damn. Damn. He finally gets to where the kids are, and Bam Bam says, hi, Dada. I know, which is cute. Yeah, because Barney's he's... been trying to get him to call him Dada this whole time, yeah. and he finally does it. And then Barney gets so excited that he hits his head and gets knocked out. <laughs> yep. Neat. So the Dictabird has escaped Cliff. Yeah, he's he trying to fly away. Like but bit his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh man, all those years of working in an office, he can't. He can't fly. Can't fly. <laughs> and then Fred remembers back to when he was hanging out in the conference room by himself and accidentally broke Cliff's model by using the little fake catapult. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I could do this big scale. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they tried to turn the machine off, but. It wouldn't work. Yeah, they yeah. broke the lever because mm-hmm. everything is made very cheaply. Yeah, so he's like, all right, I just got to destroy it. Yeah, so he's trying to do that, but then Cliff has a gun, <laughs> question mark. It just has like a, a bunch rub- of rocks with rubber bands. Yeah, it's like rubber bands and little rocks. Yeah. It's like a slingshot. Yes. Auto slingshot. <laughs> right. So Cliff tries to shoot him, and then he's got him in his sights. But then Sharon comes up and hits him over the head with his big old bag of money. Yeah. Which is very heavy. Yeah. And the machinery is just breaking down at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. But so Fred loads a giant rock into the catapult and lets it go. Yep. Barney, thankfully, wakes up just as they're about to be crushed, grabs the kids, and then, you know, hops off the machine. The giant boulder crushes everything. A mm-hmm. whole bunch of mud goes everywhere. Yep. Cliff is trying to run away. Right. But Fred finds a boulder that's the right shape of a bowling ball mm-hmm. and uh, hits him. Yeah. Rolls the ball at him. Yep. <laughs> hits him in the legs. Yep. And then the cops show up. <laughs> How do we know that they're the cops? I don't know. They have a bird on the front of their car <laughs> that's going, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm just so ingrained in the universe that I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, why wouldn't they? How the else would it be? Made me laugh. Yes. Cliff tries to make a break for it again, but he is buried by this gravel, mm. water, mud mixture. Yeah. And then we see the dicta bird giving a statement to the police. Yeah. It all happened. And then he said, I already have gotten away with it. Uh-huh. Uh, Miss Stone is being arrested. But everybody's okay. You know, like yeah. Fred talks to her and she's like, I'm glad that it wasn't that bad and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, you know, I'll tell them what you did. You mm-hmm. probably won't have to be in jail too long. Yeah. You know? But and then she's like, I may have been bad, but I was really good at it. And yeah. I was like, okay, calm down. You're being arrested. Okay. Yeah. What? You weren't that good at it. <laughs> Who knows? But then Mr. Slate shows up and at first he's yelling. Yeah about it yeah fred's like you know it's gonna be hard to find a new job but i'm sure mr slate's not gonna forgive me or give me a good reference because Mm -hmm. i destroyed all of his machinery so getting another job is gonna be hard truly but uh he shows up and he's yelling he's like who did this what who's responsible for Mm -hmm. this but uh you know fred's like well i'm sorry about the smack you know this happened and cliff was embezzling and then blah 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 well he starts with well it all started because my two friends here wanted to adopt a baby (laughs) and mr slate's like no not that how did this happen and he points to cliff Mm -hmm. who has been made into a concrete statue yeah yeah which is a horrifying thought being made into concrete being encased in anything it just fucks me up i may have mentioned it on the podcast 
but I read The Cask of Amontillado in like the first grade. Yeah, you have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a children's sized version of it, which yeah. is fucked up. No one should do that. And ever since then, did you ever see House of Wax? No. Jared Padalecki is encased in wax. Oh. And he can still move his eyeballs around, but oh. then they try to take the wax off of him, but it's like in his skin because it's wax. So gross. I, I hate, hate the idea of being encased in something. <laughs> I hate it. <sighs> yeah, fucks me up. Anyway, um, hopefully he's dead now, but he's got, yeah, this concrete statue of Cliff Bander Cave, and he's like, I love it. I'm going to name it after my daughter, Concretia. What a good name. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So Fred Flintstone invented concrete. Yeah. How exciting. Because he mixed dirt and gravel with water. Exactly. So then Mr. Slate is like, this is amazing. We're going to be out of the Stone Age. You know, we can do so much with this. Mm-hmm. I'll make you the new president of the whole concrete business. Yeah. And at first Fred is like, hell yeah. I mean, yabba dabba do. <laughs> but then he's like, you know what? I'm going to have to turn you down. I just want my normal job back, my normal life back. I didn't like who I was yeah, when I was rich. Right. I'm like, it's not that hard. Just say, yeah, I'll take it. You got to make this guy VP. Yeah. You know, he's got to be my right hand man. Right. And then just make better choices in the future. Yeah. Frederick. I know. Just dingus. come clean. Just be like, listen, I shouldn't have had that position. Barney actually took the test. He's the smart one. Yeah. He'll be a great addition to the executive branch. Yeah. I would love to help out. Yeah. But I'm more of a physical guy than an office guy. Sure. You know, Maybe so. just put me in charge of all the quarry dudes so I can still be down here yeah, yeah. making the most money. But he doesn't do any you know, of that. Just make me a supervisor. Yeah. He just says, yeah, I want my old job. I want my old life back. Also, I want two weeks paid vacation for everybody and better living wages and all those little ketchup packets in the break room. Yeah. He's ketchup like, packets. Done. And then... That's the end. We get more of the like Flintstones theme stuff that yeah. we see in like the cartoon theme song where he gets back in his car and, you know, picks up his whole family. They go to the diner. She brings out the giant like side of yeah, ribs, whatever beast whatever, and knocks yeah. the car over. Blah, 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 blah. Putting the milk jug out and also the cat. And then the cat jumps in through the window and locks him out. Wilma! Wilma! Just go through the window, Fred. There ain't no glass. No, hasn't been invented yet. Doesn't exist. The end. The end! And then we get the BC-52's rendition of the Flintstones theme. Which is great. Meet the Flintstones. Yes. I love the BC-52's. went all in for this movie in that they temporarily changed their name to the BC-52's. And so when they put out the Meet the Flintstones single, all the physical copies said the BC-52's. And they were on the Billboard charts as the BC-52's for eight weeks for this song. Cute. I know. It debuted at number 81, made it all the way to number 33, and then dropped back out of the top 40. But it's just really cute. If you look it up on Spotify, it's listed as the BC-52s. It's their only song. Oh, that's <laughs> so to, great. Like, it's just a completely separate artist. But yeah. it's them. And yeah. yeah, it's just really adorable. I love that. Yeah. And that's the end. Also, um, Jim Henson Productions worked on all these puppets. Yeah, I mean, they had to have because they were all really good. Why they look so good. And the classic, like, there's a puppet behind the scenes of everything that yeah. we never, like, a lot of them we don't get a good look at. Yeah. Like, I love that immersive. They have an elevator in mm-hmm. the corporate office and, like, it, you just see it, like, going up. And then it, once it gets to a certain point, you just see there's just, like, a creature behind it, like, running on a treadmill that yeah. like, helps pull it up. Yeah. It's so very cute. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, replay or rewind? I would watch it again. Yeah. I would say it's a rewind. Yeah. yeah. You, you're you right in that you really have to like go into it letting yourself be immersed in it. Yep. 
it's a really good candidate for the uh willful suspension of disbelief yes if you do that it's a fun movie yeah the the cast is great Mm -hmm. costuming is great all the clever ways that they prehistoric guys (laughs) technology is really cute yeah yeah they like explain it away Mm -hmm. um i agree like it's not you know i'm not like some of the movies that we do i'm like i want to watch it immediately yeah but this isn't one of those but it's definitely like you know it was fun and yeah as long as you go into it going like it's gonna be like dumb as hell but in a fun way yeah not in an angry way i think it's a lot of fun to watch i agree uh did it make you cry no no there's no point yeah there aren't any super sad parts so it's like it's got the classic like comedy plot line Mm -hmm. you know of like Things get better, and then somebody fucks up, and then things are serious for a second, but then things get better again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I do think that, like, the plot itself is very, like, doesn't have anything to do with the Stone Age or the pre... You know, like, it could have happened yeah. at literally any point in time. Yeah. Which I guess, like, they're a modern Stone that's Age That's kind of family, the point, so yeah. A, but it also is just... It's kind of something that we talk about, you know, with, like, George of the Jungle and things like that. It's like, are these plot points? Are these, like, what's the word of conflicts? They're not about children at all, you know. No, yeah. Embezzling and having beef with your mother-in-law. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that this is meant to be a children's movie. No. Because it is for the people who grew up watching the Flintstones. Which was, like, in the 60s and 70s. Which, I mean, our generation did, too, but it wasn't. That's... Just because it was always on. Yeah. <laughs> when nothing else was on. Yeah. Which, I mean, but you know, we all liked like it, but it wasn't it. new. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it's definitely for an older generation, but it's it feels like it's for kids because it it's, you know, it's cartoony. It's, yeah. You know. That's true. I wonder, I wonder if the original cartoon considered itself, like, for children or for adults. Oh, yeah. More. I don't know. Because I think a lot more, a lot of cartoons in the 60s were more geared towards adults yeah in the first place and yeah they're like oh kids love these they're like well shit we gotta make it weird and cutesy now <laughs> gross yeah so it came out may 27th 1994 cool 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 it had cool, a budget cool. of 46 million dollars 10 percent of which went to making all the sets oh wow yeah uh it had a, a box office 341.6 million dollars damn it, it did great yeah. Like, everybody it loved it. Made $300 million, basically. But That's it wild. only has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it was critically panned. Roger Ebert, two and a half stars. Gene yeah. Siskel, one and a half stars. Damn. Janet Maslin put it on her list of worst movies of the year and ranked it as third. Oh, no. <laughs> all the movies that came out in 94. So, they just, people didn't like it. Interesting. Critically. Yeah. Um, And I'm, like... Roger Ebert kind of had the same critique that I did a little bit, but he didn't have as much fun with it. He said, if the Flintstones had been able to devise a story as interesting as its production values, it would have been some kind of wonderful. This is a great looking movie, a triumph of set design and special effects, creating a fantasy world halfway between suburbia and a prehistoric cartoon. The frame is filled with delightful and inventive notions, all based on the idea that modern America might somehow be reconstructed out of rocks. Just watching it is fun. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Then he says, following the plot is not so much fun. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's kind of how I felt in the first 30 minutes also. I'm yeah. like, what is happening? 
He says, it's strange. The parts of the movie you'd think would have been the trickiest are the ones that work best. Led by John Goodman, the actors successfully impersonate the classic cartoon characters and look and sound convincing. And the world they inhabit is just right. But then he ends it and says, the story is confusing, not very funny, and kind of odd, given the target audience of younger children and their families. Do kids really care much about office politics, embezzlement, marital problems, difficulties with adoption, aptitude exams, and (laughs) mothers-in-law? Maybe kids just plain won't mind. They'll disregard the story and enjoy the Stone Age gags, but the Flintstones does so well with the hard part of creating its world that it's a shame the earlier part, putting a story to it, doesn't measure up. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Like, But I think I like... Hmm. I don't know. It's a fine line of it appealing to children and holding up. Yeah. You know, so I feel like the themes of this movie still hold up. Mm -hmm. If it were too targeted at kids, it would be full of more like pterodactyl shit jokes. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I mean, I get it. I, I think the plot could have stayed the same, just been written more clearly or better or or more simply because i think the message of like money can't buy happiness or you know don't let money change you or you know be a good friend like those are all themes that kids can learn and understand that's true that's Um, important it's just i mean you and i had a hard time at the beginning kind of following this like embezzlement plot as adults you know so i can definitely see a kid just being like i don't have any idea what's happening here yeah but it is also nice to look at so Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been done better, but I don't think that it is the worst thing that happened. No, definitely yeah. not. But I also, I understand, maybe not necessarily even agree with, but understand the critique of like, the story is yeah. the weakest part of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. So a couple people, John Candy, Jim Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Chevy Chase were all considered for the role of Fred Flintstone. Oh, John Candy would have been cute. I agree. Everybody but John Candy were rejected as being too skinny to play Fred Flintstone, <laughs> and a fat suit was deemed too inappropriate to be used. So well, they were that's... like, we need, like, a chonky guy. That's fair. Uh, Steven Spielberg always wanted John Goodman to be in that role. Like, that was his yeah. number one pick. To the point where John Goodman said he felt sandbagged into the role because earlier in his career, he had read for another Steven Spielberg role for the movie Always. Mm. And when he read it, Spielberg announced, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say something before we start. I found my Fred Flintstone. Oh. So for years, he wanted John Goodman in that role. And Goodman was like, (sighs) he didn't want to do it because he knew that he was going to have to say yabba dabba do enthusiastically for the rest of his life, basically, (laughs) after making that movie. He's like, that's what people, especially children, are going to know me for. But he finally did it. Even though he said he wasn't looking forward to it, he said he had a really good time doing it. Yeah. Um, but Spielberg was like, if John Goodman had said he didn't want to do that movie, it just wouldn't have. We wouldn't have made it because he didn't have anybody else that he wanted Damn. like in that role. I know it's crazy. Yeah, but I, to be fair to John Goodman, I understand that you don't want to get stuck. Yeah. You know, in a role like that, but, but I, I don't remember think... him. You know, when I think of John Goodman, I don't think of Fred Flintstone. No. I think of you know Roseanne. Yes. And the Big Lebowski. Yes. First. Yeah. yeah. His role in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Dan. good, too. Yeah. That's just one of my favorite scenes yeah. in that movie of him. Like, he just picks up that huge branch and, branch and hits that guy in the face. Yeah. And then George Clooney's like, what's going on here, big name? 
It's just not worried about it at all. <laughs> Fucking love it. Um, but yeah, there's like so many things that he's done. And he was like, they shot this movie entirely in between season six and seven of Roseanne. Oh, shit. So it wasn't even like, oh, they had just gotten started with that show. Like, you know, there yeah. were... It was known, yeah, for a lot of things at the time. So I don't. I think maybe that his fears were a little bit too. But maybe he wasn't even like pe- that's all I'll be known for. He was just like, I don't want to say yabba dabba do for you know, like, yeah, the rest of my life. <sighs> yeah, anything. So no, I, get, I get, it. get it. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, he didn't have to do it too much. Uh, they also considered Gina Davis, Faith Ford, and Catherine O'Hara for the role of Wilma. Nice. I don't know who Faith Ford is. I don't either. But the other two. Would have been all right, but I think Elizabeth Perkins did a great job, even though I don't know who that is. They didn't allow anybody over five foot six to audition for the role of Barney because they knew they wanted him to be very tiny. That's cute. Which is really, really cute. Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito was originally going to be in the role, but he, after a while, he was like, I think I'm too rough to play this part. Like, you need somebody soft. Yeah. And he supposedly is the one who suggested Rick Moranis for That's, it. That, well, good for him. Yeah. I wonder if Danny DeVito has ever sat down and added up how much money he would have made if <laughs> he got every role that he was considered for. I know. How many times have we just on this podcast been like, Danny DeVito was always in that movie? Yeah. Every, I mean, so almost every movie. So many times. He was at least <laughs> considered for the role. Yes. Whether or not anyone reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to do it? They yeah. thought about putting him in this yeah. movie. I don't know. Every movie from... 1980 to 2000. Yep. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. He was almost in them. Him and Chris Farley. Oh. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I'm glad that we did it. You know? I agree. Yeah. And I have good memories of it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't ruined. No. So, you know, success. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to go wash my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, spend a good 10 minutes just like... Cleaning your really toes. scrubbing them up. Yep. Yeah. But not in front of anybody. No. In front of a camera. <laughs> At my desk. Go to uh. the gas station and have someone clean your feet oh for you. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if I could find a full service gas station and then stick my feet out the car and be like. I think there's one that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Like around here or would I have to drive really far? Like 40 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, not worth it for the joke. I think it's still there. They would either be like, no, or they would be like, sure. And that would be worse. <laughs> yeah, both are bad. You don't want either one. I don't want the gas station attendant to wash my feet. No, thank you. Blech. Well, that was fun. Yeah. I agree. Great. Hopefully y'all agreed. Y'all agree as well. Uh, Fucking message us and let us know if you would want your appliances to talk to you and have feelings and stuff. Yeah. I, I can't feel... imagine that anybody would, but maybe there's a good argument for it. I don't know. Yeah. If you're lonely. If you just like being... Built-in friends. Social constantly. Sure. Or I just don't. message us about anything. You can find us on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast or Gmail, Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. There is a Twitter, Replay Rewind Pod. All those ways you can communicate with us. If you want to listen to our other episodes, you can find them on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, some of those other goofier podcast (laughs) apps. Just look on there. If we're not on there, message us. Maybe we'll put it on there. Who knows? If you're nice to us. Why not? You can also go to our Instagram. There is a link in our bio for our coffee page that has links to all the other places. So you can go to our Redbubble and buy some cute shit. You can... Go find all of our episodes. You can join our Patreon from there. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, get even more bonus episodes. It's true. There's all kinds of fun stuff. If you join our Patreon, we'll mail you a sticker. We'll shout out your name on the show. And yeah, there's bonus episodes. And I'll tell my grandparents about it. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, guess what? We got another got another Patreon subscriber. No. And I'm a very successful adult. Be so confused <laughs> as to what it is you're talking about. <laughs> but I'll brag about it, okay? And they'll be proud. Yep. That's all you gotta do. Confused and proud. Yep. It'll be great. What are we talking about next episode, Bucket Snake? The story of the legendary British outlaw is portrayed with the characters as humanoid animals. Oh, yeah. You know that cartoon that they made about V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> remember, remember yeah. the dog of December. <laughs> <laughs> the very same. I, I think is the classic movie. tale. Yeah. Can't wait to get into it. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. Don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. I was trying to fit rocks in there somewhere, but I couldn't <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> re-rock. Re-rock wind. That's ah, all Re-rock, bad. re-rock, re-rock, <laughs> re-rock, and re-rock. <laughs>